Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Cinemax podcast, a very, very special one. We've got a Halloween special on Halloween. Fucking what a day. One of my favourite days of the year. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, nice and out of the blue. One of my favourite days of the year. We had to save one of the best horror franchises for Halloween, and that is, uh, I mean, quite appropriately, Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) So... My name is Callum Altimus and I'm one of your hosts and joining me as he does every week and twice this week, you lucky, lucky bastards, is Mr. Nathan Sacklehanna. Nathan, how are you? I am good. And to be fair, people, we said Halloween, people, I, we've not even announced what we're doing yet. People just know, well, at this point, just know it's a Halloween special, so they don't even know what we're talking about. The yeah. videos don't give anything away. No, they don't, they don't. We are doing another Cinemax showdown this week, and we are going to the Halloween franchise for that. Obviously, the very first Halloween movie is probably one of the greatest horror movies of all time, and similarly to Scream, it didn't feel right doing it against any of the others in the franchise because they'd lose miserably. So what we decided to do is go with two of the other options, that two of the slightly better ones, because there are some shite in this franchise, but there are some really good ones as well. So we're going to do Halloween H2O, from 1998 versus Halloween from 2018, both starring Jamie Lee Curtis. Very different versions of Jamie Lee Curtis, but the two are the best sequels, so it felt right to do them. Have you seen many of them before? I've seen the original Halloween, I've seen Halloween H2O, and then I've seen the last trilogy, 2018 onwards. So I've not seen Season of the Witch, I've not seen Halloween 2, I've not seen any of them. Or Rob's, is it Rob Zombie that did one? He did too. He did too in the two thousands. Yeah. I've not seen them. I do want to watch them though, because every time they're bad. But Dan, again, that's every Halloween episode this month. Dan's got a shout out. Dan said they're not actually that bad. Uh, people just didn't like them because it was Rob Zombie. So I'm going to give them. A, I want to give them a try. Yeah, but you uh, got to take Dan's opinion with a pinch of salt because I watched him rate a sixty minute compilation of horror movie trailers four stars on Letterboxd the other day, and he's the only person on the entire app to ever review them. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he probably created the entry. Yeah. But, uh, but no, we chose these two because, I mean, we talked about it a lot. I, I messaged you yesterday. I was trapped in the car with Grace and she made me listen to myself on the podcast, which was absolute nightmare. But we talked about legacy sequels a fair bit by the time we got to Scream 5 and that word legacy came up a lot. So H2O and Halloween 2018 are both like leg- like legacy sequels. So we thought we'd give put those two against each other. Yeah, they're obviously both brought Jamie Lee Curtis back. I think after the second one, which was like 1980 or 81, she she didn't come back until H12, which was like 17 years later. And then she took another huge gap after Resurrection, which is one of the worst things I've ever seen, to come back for Halloween in 2018, which was another 16-year gap. She's obviously one of the greatest screen queens of all time. We had to pick some that had her in it because... Season of the Witch doesn't even have Michael Myers, so that would have been a waste of time. Um, the one with Paul Wood sucks ass. <laughs> the couple where there's a druid cult that are after that are controlling Michael, which the less said about the better. Um, so, yeah, we pro- there's not that many great options, so we've gone with two of the best ones. But for my for my money's worth, I think these two are good films. I like both of them. So, I'm, I mean, looking forward to talking about these two. Have uh, you seen H2O many times? 
yeah, I've seen it once and then I rewatched it, rewatched it for this. I went back and looked at my original score for H2O that I put on Letterboxd. I originally gave it a two and a half stars, but I'm gonna I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna change it. You say that's controversial. Um we'll get started then. There's no time like the present and we are discussing two of the Halloween franchise on Halloween. What a time to do it. So we'll get started on the cinema showdown with Halloween H2O. Neither of us dressed up for Halloween. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't actually have anything anymore. I think I've still got that Hulk Hogan costume somewhere, but considering oh, how racist yeah, that guy yeah. is, I might get cancelled if I wear that. Yeah, so. that's a fair point, but we should have done it. For yeah. Christmas. We'll remember this for Christmas. You oh, I've got Christmas jumpers, I've got Christmas snuddies, I've got it all ready. Don't worry about that. I've got Christmas decoration in this room right now. You fuck off. No, we haven't. I have. It's not old, but it's just we have nowhere to store it, so I've just got him on the side. My guy fucking Santa. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, there's no way to put it, so it's just been sat in here all year long. <laughs> Fucking hell. So technically, I've had a Christmas decoration up all year, but enough about that. You we'll get to Christmas me. soon. I'm 100% going to buy you a uh, Santa outfit for one of the episodes. Well, although I'm, tra- I'm dieting, so I'm trying to lose weight, so I'm hoping I'm not in shape to pull that off by the time it happens, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, we'll move on to the... Uh, showdown then we've got H2O 20 years later versus Halloween 2018 we'll start with the stories as makes more sense the I'll start with Halloween H2O because that obviously came first which is 20 years after the original it's been I think 17 at the time since we've seen Laurie Strode who has I think in that movie the timeline is still the same from the originals they hadn't changed anything yet so I think in the fourth and the fifth it said that she died. So in this one, it was revealed she'd faked her death. She'd changed her name, and Laurie was now acting as a headmaster of a private school. Not how she got those qualifications. That's quite impressive. Um, but yeah, she's the headmaster of a private school in California, where her son, played by the gorgeous Josh Hartnett, um, goes... Before you move on, Josh Hartnett in the 90s got given the worst fucking haircuts. Yeah, that's up there with Courtney Cox screen free. Like, what is that fringe? I mean, nothing's as bad as his haircut in the faculty, but fucking hell, this one fucking was close. It's just his fringe is fucked. His fringe looks like he's fought Freddy Krueger. Like, it's terrible. I don't understand. But when you've got the looks, you've got the looks. There's no holding him back. And he's aged like a fine wine, as we talked about in Oppenheimer uh, earlier this year. He has aged beautifully. Sorry, the story. Yeah, we got distracted by Josh Hartnett. But uh, yeah, so Josh Hartnett plays his son, John. He goes to the private school along with his friends. And the whole story is that the majority of the students are supposed to be going away for a special trip on Halloween. And it leaves Laurie, one of the other teachers, and a few of the students alone in the school, which just so happens to be the perfect time for Michael Myers to return and and find her after like 17 years. and you compare that to the Halloween 2018 story, which it kind of erases everything after the first one. Nothing counts. It picks up with Michael still in this mental asylum, and they say that he hasn't actually he's been in there since the end of the first one, which is quite a wild take considering everything we've seen in between. Um, but yeah, he's been in there since the beginning, apparently. Laurie's been sat in some death trap waiting for him. She's got no son anymore. They raised Josh Hart, they're the fucking scumbags. But she's got a daughter played by Judy Greer and a granddaughter who 
goes to the school in Haddonfield and it's it, instead of it being in California at some private school, she's back in Haddonfield in some random house, just waiting for Michael this time. Um, in terms of stories, they, I mean, they're very, very different. I went 10-9 in favour of H2O. One of them fucking episodes in it. <laughs> I'm not sure whether you mean we agree or whether we're going to disagree, but I went 10-9 in favour of H2O because I like I like the setting of that. I mean, I don't want to step too much on all the other categories, but having him like attack a private school, it, it felt different. Whereas Halloween 2018 felt like any other Halloween movie. At least I think with H2O, they did something different with it. And um, having like the security guard and Michael going through the school and all the different and the kids like dealing with that, it just it it felt different. Whereas I think Halloween in 2018 was supposed to remind you of the first one, which obviously isn't bad. It was a great, it's a great film, and the first one's a masterpiece. But because it did something different, I went 10-9 in favour of H2O. Yeah, we're not going to agree. I don't think this week. <laughs> we're not going to agree. No, I don't think we are because I, I mean, I've said to you before, I quite like, um, like when Michael's kind of being like when you you. Your villains being a bit more of a brute force than a than a thinker. I've said it in one of the episodes before, and like I like this one that he was literally just his one sole focus goal was to kill people and get to Laurie Strode, and um, like I like all the setup and stuff for Laurie in H two O. I think it's really good, and I do like it's different, but I don't have much of a connection to Halloween, so it's it's not that it doesn't have to mix it up too much for me. Whereas I like that he, I like the whole escaping from the insane asylum stuff. I think that was good, and and I like the he, like his doctor that becomes obsessed with him and becomes a killer to know like how it feels and like those twists on it and stuff like that. And when I really really like just that brute force going through killing people, the babysitting murders, going through trying to get to Laurie, and at the end having it reversed. Like there's a fantastic moment when he like throws her out the window and she's laying on the ground and then he, he looks out again and she's disappeared and that that music plays whenever Michael disappears and it kind of flips it on his head at the end where that Michael all of a sudden becomes the prey rather than the hunter so I like I really like that about um 2018 over over H2O just because like we've said like we said with Scream 5 um a couple of days ago now um it was it's taking what we already know but putting new twists on it and acknowledging what came before but having a new like lens it didn't copy it shot for shot in some aspects it was a lot of like wink wink nod nods to the original um but h2o i I do really like h2o i just prefer the halloween the basicness of the halloween story because i don't i don't know it it just really spoke to me more yeah um i will say halloween had the Back to the Future pinball machine, and so I was. I've made a note because in which is close. Which I'm going to say, which one overall for you? To be fair, they both have Back to the Future references. Did they? Well, in the H2O, it's technically not a Back to the Future reference, but it opens up with Mr. Sandman, which plays when Morpheus goes back in time. Um, So I I was going to, I was going to ask you, but uh, H2O had. A screen reference. He had screen. Yeah, he had a lot of screen references. He had the Beckers. It had um, uh, Tatum. A reference to Tatum. He also had um, references to Psycho. On the TV. He had references to Psycho as well because 
um, I don't even know this, but Jamie Lee Curtis's mum played the woman yeah. in Psycho, and she was the caretaker at the school, the old lady oh, really? who leaves halfway through. And as she's leaving, she goes to get in a car, and it's the car she drove in Psycho, and it starts momentarily plays the Psycho score. I did think there was something weird about the old lady. They seem to be spending a lot of time on her. But they also play Scream 2 on the TV. Yeah. But in Halloween 2018 is a batch of future pinball machine they spend a lot of time looking at. So which one... Which one is the better? Which one is the better film? Do you do you back Back to the Future or are you sticking with the screen? Well, H2O's got it, uh, Mr. Sandman, so I am taking that as Back to the Future. Right okay, now, so it's, it tops it. Okay, fair enough. So you're still going to stick with nine, uh, ten, nine for uh, H2O. I got you. Got yeah, you. I think so. Yeah. Um, we'll move on I then. Like, to the- I like the. Sorry, but I, I also re- the thing about 2018 is I really like that Laurie hasn't recovered. We spoke about Sydney on the screen episode about how every time you see her, she's learned and she's grown and she's like come to terms with everything and she becomes stronger every time. Whereas this one is that that grief has completely changed her. Whereas in H2O, she's got that grief and that fear, but she still just like lives a life and she's still like got a fellow and whatever. And she's she's a bit she's fucked up, but she's not that fucked up that she can't live normally. Whereas in 2018, she's fucked up. Yeah, and it's interesting because really, I don't want to touch on this too much because I, I wanted to mention the when we get to a category about the best version of Laurie. But like, it's you think the roles will be reversed considering this 2018 version has only dealt with Michael once. She's dealt with it a lot worse than the 20 the H2O one, who's dealt with him twice, is related to him. Yeah, and like there's some like, family members killed by him. I did like the line of. Um... When they're talking about Laurie Strode, like, didn't her brother go on a killing spree? And it's like, no, nah, that was just a rumor. <laughs> yeah, that was a way to rewrite that. Um, we'll move on then to the best opening. Um, we'll, I'll quickly run through them. Obviously, the opening to H2O. Got fucked up. You are, sorry. If you've caught a letter, it got fucked up. I know, yeah. Um, but yeah, the opening to H2O obviously features the nurse at Dr. Loomis's house. I'm not sure if that's supposed to be the nurse from the very first Halloween, because in the first one, when Michael escapes, uh, Dr. Loomis is in the car with a nurse. Um, mm. I'm not sure whether it's supposed to be the same nurse and I can't remember something about it tells me it was like, I've heard it somewhere before, but I can't remember right now, but obviously we, we see her house and she'd been caring for Loomis before he died. So she had all his files and stuff and she starts to suspect that someone's been in the house. So she goes to get, the two lads from next door, who one of them is Joseph Gordon Levitt, who apparently is a little hooligan with a hockey stick. Um, and he, he does not come, he does not convincingly play a hooligan whatsoever. I just, and then she gets him to go investigate the house. And it's when he's walking through and he says something like, uh, he says something like, I can't remember his name, it's like Jimmy is like, Jimmy got, it was being expelled, like excluded four times to get real crazy with a stick. It's like, yeah, we're shitting ourselves, lad. Um, yeah, and it's, it's kind of just like a 10 minute opening of Michael stalking her and she eventually goes home and she panics again, runs around to Jimmy's house to see that Joseph Gunn-Levitt's taken an ice skate to the head and his friend was like stood at the door who'd been stabbed and it's the police show up at her house and it's quite like tragically ironic where they're at her door and she's at the window of the next house trying to get their attention but can't and it just opens with a bang really like we're immediately in and we waste no time before Michael gets back to killing and he takes three people out within the first five ten minutes well, and you in, compare- comparison, in comparison 2018 is really really like a slow burn yeah it is yeah um you've obviously got the podcasters who go to see Michael in the 
Insane We're not doing that, mate. If there's ever a fucking serial killer attached to something, we ain't fucking going. No, and do you know what? No, I know technically we are podcasting now, but I was sat there thinking these guys are fucking losers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, they go to see him. They bring the mask, and it's the, the entire opening just kind of them waiting to speak to him, and then we just see that shot outside. We all the creepy lunatics just around watching them as they're trying to talk to Michael with his back to them. And like you said, it is really sl- like slow that like the pacing for both. Could it be more different? So how did you score that? I really like the Insane Asylum Halloween H2O, uh, Halloween 2018 opening because I think it really sets a tone of what they're going for. They're going for like a, a serious take to, that's going to like delve into like the psychology of everything of it. But it's fucking no kills. And it's just a lot of talking. And um, that the guy, like, as you watch the film it makes sense with the doctor but in the moment you're like no 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 doctor would let you scream at him showing him the mask that he murdered people and stuff like that they'd immediately grab you and be like no fuck off you you're overstepping here but i do i do really like it. i think it definitely sets a tone but it's not as good as um actually seeing him kill people and i not to step on another thing i think the opening to this has the best deaths in h2o as well um with the fucking hockey blade stuck in his face really good makeup as well on that one um and then him stalking around the house and killing her that way and doing it that way so yeah i went 10-9 for h2o it's going to confuse me i'm going to get mixed up so many times uh so h2o um just for the pure fact that yeah you've got the tenseness because every time actually all that time they're walking around the house you've got that when's it gonna when's it gonna pop up kind of thing but um you've got actual deaths, actual killings, which you, you 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 need in a Halloween film. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I went 10-9 in favour of H2O for that reason as well, because, like I said, it it really did open just like, right, we, we know where we are, Michael's back, whereas the 2018 Halloween did take a long time, like, even beside the opening, I think we're like, we get to like 30 minutes before we anyone even dies in that film, I think, which isn't unusual for most <laughs> slasher movies, but not traditionally that unusual for Halloween I suppose but yeah those guys were just a bit annoying I think the podcasters like the fact they were allowed to do that it was just stupid and they're li- literally pulling the mask out first of all I want to know where that guy how he even gained access to that should be well he said he pulled it from he got a friend in a in a state facility somewhere who took it out of evidence or something and that is uh the one of the worst excuses I've ever heard though. Like, could you imagine? Like, yeah, this serial killer, I'm gonna steal his mask from my fucking podcast friend who's gonna float around. He's not gonna hide it, he's gonna float around. That's your fucking job done. Let me tell you. But yeah. One thing I do prefer on 2018 over H2O is the actual credit sequence, the opening credits. I love the fucking pumpkin. The reverse, the reverse molding of the pumpkin in 2018, it just hits better than just going over i mean i like that the going over all the pictures told you a story and told you what was happening to laurie strode over all these years but there's just something about that that pumpkin that just hits perfectly yeah i agree and obviously they kind of use that sort of opening in the rest of the trilogy but it's never quite as effective i don't think like the way they do it in the in halloween kills and ends it's not not quite the same so i agree there but yeah we don't need to talk about Halloween kills and ends. Oh, we'll get to that with Legacy, I think. But yeah, so we agree. 10-9 both in favour of H2O. They, they say so shocked. 
Well, you just said we're going to really disagree. Yeah, so. I just expect it. We'll move on then to the best ending. They've both got pretty fucking great endings, I thought. H2O, I don't really know how far back to go with the ending because obviously the final showdown like seemed to last like 20 minutes, but if you we go think, from... You know, I think H2O just flies by. It's like a really short film. Yeah, yeah. I thought that when I was watching it. Like, it's such an easy watch because it feels like you started and all of a sudden it's the end. Yeah. It's like, well, what the fuck happened? <laughs> like, I think it's actually it's paced really well, I think, because of that. I think it, it never feels like a like a drag to watch. I think it flies so quickly. And the ending, which, like I said, it takes so long for Michael to even show up. Um, after those first three kills, I don't think we see him do anything like that until the last, like, 20 minutes, which is crazy. But, um, yeah, so the ending's when he, he gets into the school and he chases John and... Michelle Williams, can't remember her character's name, but it's Michelle Williams. In the height of a Dawson's Creek film. That's two weeks in a row we've got a Dawson's Creek character in a horror. What a fucking time <laughs> to be alive that was. Um, but yeah, they changed, when then we, it eventually leads to Laurie coming face to face with Michael in that the gate when she shuts the door and he's there. I fucking love that shot. I think that's so no, well that's done. And um, it, it unfolds very quickly. We see, like, not to touch on the desk, but we see obviously the other teacher meet his end. We see one of the greatest characters in any Halloween film, uh, LL Cool J, potentially die, but then not. And we he, see the showdown between Laurie and Michael. Died. He definitely died. And you know for a fact they went, oh, we're not going to kill him just in case we have a sequel. Yeah. I mean, they did, but they didn't bring him back. No, they did not. No. It, they done. When he turns up at the end, it's almost very, it's just very much like, how the fuck did you live? It's a bit like Randy and Scream, I guess, when he got shot yeah, the first one. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, yeah, we get the showdown between Laurie and Michael and it eventually leads to him like falling out the window and they say he's dead. And I love that she's like, I'm not having fucking any of this. And she takes him in the ambulance and the event, she eventually crashes it off the road and he gets stuck between that log and the van. And mm. you can see him like reaching out to her and she's got the axe and she hesitates for a moment before taking his head fucking clean off. Which is interesting because if you watch Resurrection, the next one, they say that Michael, I think, crushed the throat of a paramedic before Laurie got in the van and swapped clothes. So that was some paramedic with his mask on. And the reason he didn't stop her was because he couldn't speak. There are bits when you see it, though, where he's like, when she says Michael and he's like, looking around, like, it is like he's like, what the fuck? Like, if you know that, no, you, know, you know that you that's you projecting. You know that that's not what they want. watch it. Because yeah, I, no, I think no, the you next mean. one sucks. I think the next one sucks. But it does no, look like it I was think... like, Watching this, you can kind of tell that they wanted this to kind of be an end of like they wanted it to be an ending one because they thought, you know, bring Jamie Lee back and give her an ending. Um, fucking paramedic, my arse. That's what they say, and I, it does look like it for a minute though because he looks confused, like he's looking around, like when she says, also does, he's like, also I think he touches the mask. Well. Not a lot of, yeah, but it's not a lot of credit to that theory or that storyline when the Michael throughout the entire film looks exactly, his eyes look exactly the same at the end before. It also, it's by, what does he do? Just run around fucking nude afterwards? Like he's got the fucking jumpsuit on. But I don't know, I'm screwing off what those bums tell us. But uh, I'll tell you what, I won't watch that one. <laughs> no, the next one sucks. That, the next one sucks really bad. But you, you compare that to the Halloween 2018 ending, which it's. It's been set. It's, it was kind of the setup all the way through where Laurie was kind of waiting for Michael. She knew the showdown was coming, and eventually he finds his way to her like little 
death trap house in oh, the middle wow. of the woods where she goes with her family and she's just waiting for him. And then they have a really epic showdown. And like you said a minute ago, it switches. It's not, no longer is he stalking like teenagers. She's hunting him down. And we see her going through the house and doing all the different like shutters to trap him in any room that he's in, which is so well done. Um, and she's just hunting him down. And like you said, that shot when she falls out the window and he looks and she's gone, it is so good. Like, I, I thought that when I was watching it, like, and it's someone once mentioned that they switch, like, the narrative in this one that she becomes the hunter and he's now the hunted. And yeah. it eventually leads to her granddaughter, Alison, getting to the house and her daughter hiding in the like the, the cellar bit with her. And Michael's kind of like stumped because he don't know where the fuck the trap door is and when he eventually finds it and my, probably my favourite moment in that entire trilogy is uh, Laurie's daughter played by Judy Greer with a gun and she's panicked like she's panicking and she can't yeah. do it she can't do it and Michael must hear like fuck this I'm going and the way she switches up and she's like gotcha and she face just, just fucking drops yeah and she's like and then they trap him under the cellar and kind of just burn him alive which is interesting because that would have been a really good definitive ending but they already planned an entire that's, trilogy, so it was... Yeah, uh, that's not. Uh, that would have been I, a good ending. I really like that um, if you look at it, the ending again, you can kind of almost see the logic that Laurie put a daughter down there to lure Michael there, like knowing that she'd be able to handle herself because she trained her that very entire way. She put them down there because she knew that Michael would find his way down there because that... This, the fucking blades that trap him in, this, that's the only place that you would have needed to go. That was the end game. So, like, if you look at it through that layer as well, that it just adds so much more to it, which is why I went 10-9 to the end in uh, 2018. Yeah, yeah, I did actually as well. I went 10-9 in favour of 2018. Because, like I said, that whole showdown is just brilliant. Yeah, and it, like like I said, and like you've repeated there, it's, it's the switching of Predator and Prey. And Judy Greer does that... I can't believe you got in there before me, but that fantastic, like, oh, fuck it out, just to lure him out because she knows that he will just take advantage. And then it's the face drop and the uh, the look that Alison, Alison, yeah, yeah. Alison gives her as soon as she realises what's happened as well. It's fucking brilliant. And then Laurie comes out, out of the dark, like Michael Myers. Yeah, it is very, very similar to the very first one. I, love, comes I out. love it how much it's, how it switches about. Though, one criticism, if... If when you put the, the trap mode on and the lights outside are blaring, so you can make sure he's not coming, why would you not have all the lights on the inside as well? Yeah, you can't hide in the shadows if the lights are turned on. Look, yeah, I do like that. Um, her first point of call is to check all of the uh, every single cupboard that looks like the one she hid in at the end of the first one. Yeah, she does. Yeah, that's what it's it's the little callbacks, but the way they completely like flip the narrative that makes it such an effective end, I think. And that stuff with her daughter who. She seems to be panicking all the way through, but it's like, I feel like it's the moment Alison joins her, she realises like she's got to step up because yeah. even before Alison gets there, she says she's scared and that's not for Michael because he's not there at the time. But when Alison gets there, I feel like she kind of switches on and she waits for him and sees he's not coming. So then she loudly exclaims how she can't do it to trick the fucking dumb bastard. <laughs> it's like looking back at it, like a lot of things that you think to yourself, that don't make sense. Why did you do that? Um it all kind of feels like it's she's tricking Michael to get into like what like I remember watching it the first time and I said it again to be fair when I was watching it this time as well. Um 
when she she knows Michael's outside, so she goes and stands with her head against the door, right between neck two panes of glass. Where you, like you know he could fucking smash through and grab you, but it almost feels again like she knows she can get out of that situation, so she's going to lure Michael inside um, and to get him into the exact place. I bet she had other contingencies, but for what we know, the end game is to get him down there. And it's the yeah when she disappears, it's the looking like an absolute fucking badass as well all the way through. Um, and even the daughter get the Allison getting involved and stabbing Michael in the leg and slicing his hand so he um, so he drops drops down um, all the way to the that end shot of him stood in the fire, fucking perfect. That is yeah. a great shot. Yeah, it was. It was a great shot. It's just a shame they completely undo it in the very next film. Yeah, I don't. I do H two O. I'm not that much of a fan of. I do like that Laurie's like I don't fucking believe he's dead. But then I also don't think she should that her only option should have been. Do you know what I'm going to do? Take the car off the fucking road on a cliff. Like unless her goal was to kill herself as, along with Michael, but she should know that Michael's not that easy to kill. But the, <laughs> it does make me laugh when the paramedic uh, is trapped on the uh, tree and he's like looking at her like. Well, he's supposed to be child-minded, isn't he, in, in that timeline? But uh, like looking at her like um, Mac and me, the Mac and me puppet—that's li- exactly what he looks like. And then she just takes him up, head off in one swing. Didn't didn't particularly like that bit so much, but um, yeah, the all the bits leading up to that was was pretty good. Yeah, I think both of these are interesting because they very well both could have been the end. I think. Yeah. Cutting his head off probably should have been the end. Like sure. you don't really get much more definitive than that. Um, I don't feel like Josh Hartnett got a lot of payoff either. He didn't get like a moment at the end. No. It was all about no. love, which is fine. But don't introduce Josh Hartnett and like have him be a sort like that's the kind of thing you want him to have this big moment of helping. Like a moment with the both of them, him helping his mom confront her trauma, but instead yeah. he just runs and hides like a little bitch. Yeah, he has the one bit where he punches Michael and it does absolutely nothing, and then he gets stabbed, so his missus has to hit him with a rock. Yeah. Like, poor Josh is a bit of a bitch, but we love him anyway. Um, we do. But yeah, that was, we agreed again then, 10-9 again in favour of Halloween 2018. Sounds shocked again. Yeah. So we'll move on then to the best version of Miss Laurie Strode. You've obviously got Jamie Lee Curtis playing it in two very different periods of life. One's still in the 90s, um, 98 so that's 20 years after the original and then in 2018 it's been 40 years so she's a very different woman at these parts the first one she's got a young son in school and the second one then in uh, 2018 she's a grandmother so it's very different versions of laurie who deals with grief in very different ways which do i prefer a mill for a (laughs) gill yeah very interesting but you've got the one in the H2O who has dealt with Michael more than once but has also somehow dealt with her like grief and trauma in a much stronger fashion and is now like a high school teacher um private school head teacher like she's moved on her life she faked to death she did that was quite wise she changed the name she's moved to California I mean we'd all like to do that uh, in comparison with one in 2018 who seems to have let that entire sequence of events on that night just kind of dominate her entire life and it's it's just a bit of murder yeah yeah like that guy says five kids died much worse things are happening these days you know (laughs) i'm not sure that's true but um yeah so i think because of how she dealt with the grief and 
the way she was smart to fake her death, I went 10-9 in favour of H2O. Because I think, like I said earlier, it feels weird that she had to deal with Michael more than once. And I think in the fourth and the fifth one, it's supposed to be her niece who starts getting terrorised by Michael after she's faked to death. So her entire family has just been going through it for fucking like two decades. And somehow she's still got the wherewithal to move on with her life um, and kind of just be happy. I mean, she's obviously still tormented in the nightmares and stuff, but she's happy. She's making a living. She's found a, a new man. Um, and you compare that to 2018, where she had one night where her and her friends were terrorized by Michael and she's just never let it go. I think I prefer the version who dealt with it and raised my guy, Josh Hartnett, right? Instead of terrorizing your daughter as well, like, and showing up to like that little meal and getting, and being like the drunk the drunk grandmother like it's not a good look for her I disagree <laughs> because I like broken I like broken characters we're, I think we I don't know if we've talked about this before but like I like I like Luke Skywalker in episode 8 like I like it when older characters are broken um, so you know that yeah it was one night get over it but you know <laughs> I like that the like the traumas had a hold of it, and she's, you know, broken from it and had to. She couldn't get over it. She indoctrinated her daughter into this way of thinking, lived in fear her entire life. That scene when she sat in the car watching Michael come out of prison, um, absolutely fantastic acting by uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. There, she looks she looks devastated, and I like when these older characters have become fucking uh, badass through their trauma so and to answer your question i'm going gilf because fuck me those arms when she's prepping all the guns and everything and and shooting out in the back of the uh, back of the woods Woo! um she's got the tank top on jesus christ but like also like um it pays off like her her paranoia pay in this film anyway her paranoia pays off with the daughter being a badass whereas Jamie Lee H2O raised Josh Hartnett to be a little fucking bitch. Um, I'm not a bad word about Josh Hartnett. And the granddaughter's like headstrong as well as like goes against the mum because she's got that influence from Laurie Strode as well. Uh, and I like that she's become again a bit of a recluse. That's a that's some other kind of like Luke Skywalker type trope as well. But like having that kind of recluse energy, and I just think it's a, it becoming more powerful because. In H2O, when she's overcoming a trauma, it just kind of feels, I don't know, it doesn't feel as powerful as when, it, it almost feels like a, a lot more relief off of your shoulders as a viewer and for Laurie Strode when all of her life, she's de basically dedicated her life to trapping and finally ending Michael and she does it in, does it in this film. Um, whereas the other one, it just kind of feels like another, just another ending to another slasher thing. Add um, slash a picture, whereas yeah, uh, twenty eighteen just genuinely feels like she's worked her entire life, and it's it's paid off in that ending with the predator, like the predator becoming the prey. It just really, really feels like it paid off, which is why I prefer that Laurie Strode. Also hot, paid off for twenty minutes until he got out and then killed her daughter. Well, we don't need to talk about that because <laughs> I yeah, we'll get to legacy. Although I, tell, I will say one thing I don't like about that 2018 one, because I agree for the most part, I really like Laurie in it, but there's that one line she has where she's like, I've been praying every night for him to get out 
Like fucking kids have just died. What do you mean you've been praying for this? You're like, use your words wisely for Christ's sake. So well, that's, the truth. Well, that's what I kind of like about that. She's that broken that she just wants to she just wants to face him again because she knows this time she can fuck him up and she wants to rid the world of him. Whereas H2O, she doesn't even know if Michael's still alive or not. Like there's that bit where Josh Hartman's like, he's gone, like get over it. You you know, you just need to stop being a little bitch about it, essentially. She doesn't even know he's still out there, but yeah, she's still scared of him. Seeing, yeah. him, seeing his reflection in the window. Yeah, that's got true. That really bad CGI reflection in the window. Do you know what that reminds me? We, I think, I can't remember, but we, we were watching something, we were talking about something recently, and there was a scene when someone came in, and it was quite clearly someone else in the shadow, but we were supposed to, I can't remember what we were saying, but it was something we watched lately, discussed lately, but it happened again in this when it was clearly Michael Myers that came around the corner, and oh, then yeah, yeah. all of a sudden it was uh, LL Cool J on the ground, like, no, we could see his fucking face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, what was we talking about? It must have been, it must have been Scream, surely. Maybe, maybe it was in one of the screens, or... I can't remember. I can't yeah, remember. I can't remember for the life of me. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. We disagree on that one, then. Um, we'll move on, then. Because I've oh, naturally, can I say H2O would never be able to cre- uh, create a home alone trap house? Don't fucking need to. She's she's enjoying life, <laughs> making the most. Do you know what's interesting to me though is to scene, think that scene where she's she goes to the cafe, she like downs a drink and then sneakily orders other one, so it doesn't look like she's had a fucking whole drink to herself. The the look that wait the look the waiter gives her perfect. I tell, I'll say though, like um, you say, for how much of a hermit she is in 2018 she's somehow still been married twice how's she meeting people what's yeah. going on i think i don't know how that happened she maybe the more time got on the more crazy she got who knows yeah, maybe um we'll move on then because after laura there's obviously probably the biggest star of the franchise because he's in every film apart from three is michael myers so we'll touch on which version of Michael Myers do you prefer the, the most? You've got the one in... Oh, you know which one I'm going for. Yeah, that's true. There's no point beating around the bush. Obviously, the 2018 one is much more savage. He's more like like a Jason Voorhees type, I think. He's more hard-hitting. The deaths are more elaborate, whereas the one in uh, H2O is kind of more like the silent killer that just kind of st- walk, like He's just essentially just walks. But he's also quite smart like with the way he steals the car from the woman at the in the in the restroom, and then he parks it outside yeah, the gate. Yeah, he's quite, uh, and he also obviously finds the nurse's house to find the information on where Laurie is. So he's quite an intelligent uh, version of Michael. Whereas the one in 2018, like you said, is just like a ruthless killer that will just kill anyone that steps in front of him, apart from a baby. He left the baby. Yeah, I, I, I completely forgot about that scene. So when I was watching it the other day, I was like, oh, "Fuck, does he kill a baby? I can't remember." Well, he kills a kid. Yeah, he does. Fuck. That really random subplot where like Billy Elliot's in the car with his dad talking about how he fucking loves dancing. And he just murders that kid. What a strange I do, scene. I do love that fucking scene. You know, I do love that. Like, dancing. To be dancing. Like he speaks to the heart. <laughs> All of a sudden he's dead. Like that's so wants, sad. He just wants to go to the ballet. Yeah, he just wants to be out there bugging, and all of a sudden his dad's talking hunting and it's cost him his life. But yeah, I mean, I think we know where it's gonna go then, but I'll ask you anyway, how did you score it? I think H2O is the Michael Myers that's more likely to tiptoe through the dark like and twirl his moustache. Uh, yeah, we both know I'm going to go 2018, 10, eight, uh, 10, 10, 9, not 10, 8, sorry, 10, 9. 10, 
I'm not doing it this week. Uh, 10-9 to um, 2018 because I love me a fucking brute force. Like, he just... He just doesn't stop for nothing. That mo- that that scene where he just walks through a house, kills somebody, and then just carries on walking through, then walks out the house, goes up to another house, just, and you know it's going to happen again. Absolutely brutal. I also like the... Uh, <clears throat> well, I think I'm just at puberty. I also like the the scene in the back garden when uh, a friend, Alison's friend's drunk, and he just like the lights keep turning off, and he just appears like he feels he feels more of a threat than H two O. And I swear to God, if you disagree with me, I'm going to be very upset. We're gonna we're gonna be very also like the mask is so much fucking cooler. Like it's so much cooler. The the one in H two O. I get it because it's like looks like the original, and it's that's kind of the thing. But the the aged, the cracked rubber, the the fact that it's all fucked up, it looks menacing. Also, like the the scarred eye underneath, and we see a lot of Michael outside of the mask as well. Like we see him killing without the mask, and he even as an old man, he still looks fucking cool. Like everything about this Michael Myers just is, and I like the um, the way we get the iconic look. Like he he kills somebody at the garage and that's how he gets the jumpsuit and then he kills the guy to to get his mask back and then the first weapon he picks up is is it a hammer he picks up and then he drops the hammer and as soon as he sees a knife you're like yeah here we fucking go um and and then the, they've both got the breathing um as well but i just think it's just much creepier in 2018 everything about 2018 michael myers is perfect in this film I can't say I'll tempt to that. I'm to go 10 8 in favor of his tour just because oh, of fuck you. I don't, you, you, you couldn't even do it. Like the Michael Myers in 2018 when he gets fucking trapped by, if 2018 Michael Myers got trapped by a tree, he'd just fucking walk through the tree somehow. He'd push, he'd push the car off him or he'd like walk away, pick his head back up and like beat Laurie to death with the head. Well, H2O Michael wouldn't have been caught in that trap. You were? H2O Michael wouldn't have been caught in that trap. That's very true. Well, I did go with 2018, yeah, uh, Michael Myers. There's no doubt. I love that version. I think that's actually probably my favourite version of him, even including the original. I think, like I said, that the way the mask has aged, it looks more menacing than it ever has. I think it looks so good. Obviously, throughout the trilogy, it kind of gets damaged. Like, there's the burn on it, the way it's melted a little bit in the next one, but this is the best it's ever looked, I think. And like yeah. I said, the scenes where he's just... He is like the boogeyman in this one. Like, that bit where... He walks around the side of the woman's house and she hears oh, there's a killer on the So she's looking at the window and she's about to close the blinds and he just comes up behind her, hits her head, and she's like dazed and he stabs her. It's like it's so ruthless. Yeah, like, it's 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 not over the top either, it's just bang, you're done kind of thing. Yeah. There's no like over the top kind of killing or like messing about. It's just fuck you dead, bang, you're dead. Like the bit where is the bit the kid in, I I love that kid that the the girl babysits. I love him so much. Yeah, he's crusty ass toenails. Yeah. <laughs> well, what does he say when he? What does he say when he's on the sofa? I was like, I know you're gonna come around here and smoke weed. <laughs> I know Alakazam's weed or whatever he says. And um, the when she says he says there's a, somebody in the room, and she walks in and jumps out. But then, as soon as she closes, like you, because we've had it all by that point, we've already had a few of those. Is he there? No, he's not. And then you think, we are we going to have that again? And then she goes to close the door, and you can hear it hit against his boot. And then from there, it just goes fucking crazy. Yeah. Although he's... at that point, 
I thought that was going to be another bait and switch at first. Like when she was getting stuck, I was like, oh, there's going to be some of that. I didn't expect him at that point. That's one of the times where I'm like, oh shit, he is there. Yeah. It was really well done, I thought. I, yeah, I love this Michael Myers. If we had, and which I'll save it because for some reason, this film set up so much good stuff. Like I would happily, like, I can, I know I don't have to watch the sequels because this is kind of like perfectly done and perfectly ended in my eyes. Um, but they just kind of ruined Michael, this version of Michael after this. And it's a massive shame because he, he, he is fantastic. Yeah, I agree. And I think that scene, especially in the garden where he's just in the corner and then the light keeps going off, like I said, and he keeps just appearing. Like it's so, so fucking good. And it feels like we spend more time with him. Usually Michael shows up for a kill. And then we don't see him again until the next person dies. But this, we just fucking follow him, just cutting through town. Like, he's just sightseeing all the way through. Like, there's the bit when they go, the podcasters go to the grave and the woman that takes them their looks and you can just see him behind the tree, like, in his hospital stuff. Like, he's everywhere. Like, yeah, the stuff with his doctor and when he's in the car and he just fucking pushes the door, he is much more savage. Like I said, it's much more like a Jason Voorhees, but I prefer the killers like that. I like yeah. them to be physically imposing. Yeah. So I, I went 10-9 in favour of this with that version of Michael as well. Also, he still knows when to be creepy, like when he just grab, holds the teeth over the door and just drops all the teeth on the floor. Brilliant. Yeah, that's just good. That's just crazy. Strange that we got two bathroom scenes and a uh, <laughs> bathroom stall scenes in a Halloween legacy reboot. and but They couldn't have been more different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's just all about getting those keys. He's not asked, and then the next one is like, I'm gonna fuck his both up. I could take the, the mask. I'm just gonna kill you anyway. Yeah, it's crazy. I think he's just more brutal in that as well. Like even the guy in the garage, when you see his face, he's like heads down and like his jaws like come apart. Like he's so much more brutal than he is in. Oh, when he when he whose whose head does he stand on? The doctor. The, doc- the doctor's when he stands on the doctor's head. You're like fuck. But let's not talk about deaths yet. Yeah, no, we pretty much have. Yeah, we've kind of covered them all by, by <laughs> default, but we'll uh, we'll get to that soon. We talked a little bit about a couple of the guys then, so we'll move on to the best supporting characters now. There's not as many in H2O, but there's some memorable ones. You've obviously got Josh Hartnett playing... Oh, so we already know who you're giving a 10 to. <laughs> you know, you've got Josh Hartnett playing Laurie Strode's son. You've got her mother, Janet Lee, playing the caretaker, which I think is probably one of my favourite cameos in anything ever, just because of the, the psycho references and the car and stuff. I love it so much. You've got Joseph Gordon-Levitt at the beginning. You've got Michelle Williams in the height of her Dawson's Creek fame. What a fucking woman. You've got the kid from Jumanji, who I've never seen in anything but these two films. You've got the girl. This is my... Not so. I don't get to reference it too often, but I have a few times so far on this podcast. You got the girl, um, his girlfriend who plays Taylor Vaughn in uh, She's All That, fucking my favorite Freddie Prince Jr. rom com of all time. She plays the bitchy high school cheerleader, so that's an automatic win for me. And I think I can't remember the name of the the man that plays Laurie's love interest in that, but I think he's quite brilliant as well. Mm. And just to top it all off, you've got LL Cool J playing a security guard who also likes to write erotic fiction. What a fucking story arc. The worst erotic fiction. What the hell are you talking about? That, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Eleanor's got half of that on bookshelf now. Like, it's fucking brilliant. I love it don't so much. Don't call her out like that. 
He's so funny, I think. Um, I think in terms of that, though, there's not as many, whereas in Halloween 2018, you've got a large cast. You've obviously got Judy Greer playing Laurie's daughter, who we've we've, we've swapped. We've, there's no longer John. We've now got her daughter, Karen. Um, her husband, whose name I can't remember, but less said about that, bomb the better. Um, you've got her daughter, Alison. You've got her friends, the blonde girl, whose name I also can't remember. You've got her boyfriend, Dave, who... Scumbag. Weird as fuck. Yeah. You've got the cool kid who she's babysitting with his crusty ass toenails. You've got Alison's boyfriend Cameron, his friend who tries to kiss her. He's essentially a really shit friend. Um, you've got the crazy doctor. You've got the police officer who was there the night that Michael was first captured. And is he as the series goes on, he gets closer with Lori. Is he in the first film? Is it the no. same actor? No, no, I don't think so. Because I know in I know in Halloween Kills they bring a lot of the like original actors back, don't they? Yeah, they bring the girl that played the little girl back, and I think there is someone from like the police that comes back. But this isn't. I don't think this guy also was. Got, also got the 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 sheriff who just wears a cowboy hat and just says doesn't give a shit. Yeah, he's like, what we're we gonna do? Cancel Halloween? Yeah, preferably. Yeah, there's a fucking serial killer on your streets. Literally doesn't give a shit. He's like, oh, Michael Myers here. Is he fucking sad? Get some money out of this. Like, he's <laughs> outrageous. But yeah, they've both got decent casts. I think Halloween 2018's is deeper. But Halloween H2O for me is better. I think it's a quality over quantity. So I went 10-9 in favour of H2O. Because Josh Harden is great. Michelle Williams. Fucking Josh Harden. I know you are. I know you. Michelle Williams for my money, is one of the best actresses we've had in the last, like, 25 years as well. Like, some of the stuff she's doing now, like, that she's older is incredible, like the Fablemans and Shutter Island and stuff like that. I think she's, like, genuinely really, really talented. I thought you said said Kevin Spacey was the best actress. Give it a fucking rest. Fuck that bald bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, and it's also got LL Cool J, fucking one of the greatest characters in anything. So I went 10-9 in favour of H2O. <laughs> yeah, so did I. <laughs> yeah. Oh, give it up bigger then. Fucking Josh Haddock fanboy and all. No, he was great. I mean, he was a bit of a bitch, but they're just a lot more likeable. Like, the performances in 2018 are a lot better. Like, I will I will say that the performances are better in 2018. Um, and you can feel the fear in 2018 more than you can in H2O. But they're... they're Supporting cast in H2O, much more fun to watch. Much more fun to watch, definitely. Um, and I like, yeah, LL Cool J. All of his scenes are probably the, the, the best scenes in the entire film. Um, the kid from Jumanji had a had a great death. Um, his girlfriend from She's All That, whoever that is. Um, and she was it, also in The Vampire Diaries, if that speaks to you. No, it does not. <laughs> Me and you lead very different lives. I can tell, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how somebody like can be such a Martin Scorsese and De Niro and Pacino fan, but also be like, fucking love Vampire Diaries. Vampire Diaries, Freddie Prince Jr.'s rom-coms. That's fucking peak of cinema then. <laughs> but yeah, just just much more fun to watch. And like when they're running around, when Michael's finally there, it is, it's just, they're just, I don't know. They do, they, I don't know how to explain it over other than they are just more entertaining to watch. They're just more fun to watch. Yeah, I agree. I think the characters, for the most part, 
are more likable. Like, aside from Alison, who definitely gets less likable as the trilogy goes on, but she's not too bad in this one, whereas her boyfriend's a dick, his friend's a dick, Dave's a bit of a dick, blowing up people's pumpkins, saying there's worse things than kids dying. Um, Karen's husband's a dick. Yeah. The, the sheriff's a dick. Like, the doctor's a dick. There's not as many likable characters in that, whereas H2O has got Janet Lee, one of the fucking one, most wonderful women. Yes, it's um, also got that one person in all of five seconds. Hey, she's got two scenes, you motherfucker. Over five seconds. And it's got Joseph Gordon-Levitt with a hockey stick. Yeah, it's also like that opening also helps because as much as his, again, his acting is not the great, he's not even the worst actor in 2018 is still better than Joseph Gordon-Levitt in H2O, but he's way more entertaining. Way more entertaining to watch. And the you get some, you get some really weird vibes from that opening as well. When the when the nurses just kind of sat there with them both, you're like, "What's going to happen here? Is, is how close are these people if you get drift? Like, there's some really weird vibes. But yeah, just just more entertaining. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if that is the nurse from the first one, but if it is, that also adds to it. I think you can have a look. I have a look while you chat. Yeah, I'll move on then, because I think we both went 10-9 in favour of H2O there. So I'll move on to the best deaths. Halloween H2O has actually surprisingly not got that many. To say it starts off furiously fast with three in the first 10 minutes, I think there's actually only another three throughout the entire movie, unless you count Michael slash the paramedic. Um, then there's seven, because you've got Joseph Gordon-Levitt with the hockey, um, the ice skate to the face. You've got the nurse at the window and you've got the other lad in the back. And then there's a huge, huge like space in the middle where nothing really sinister happens until he shows up at the end and kills the kid from Jumanji, who we obviously see in the like the dumb weight thing of his neck slashed. And then his girlfriend who whose foot is crushed, which is all stuff like that is always so effective for me. It's so gruesome every single time I see shit like that. But yeah, she has her foot crushed and then Michael stabs her. Um, and then he kills Laurie's boyfriend after he accidentally shoots LL Cool J and he comes behind him and stabs him in the back and like lifts him up on the knife. But that's yeah. actually it, which is really yeah, surprising. A lot. And yeah, she is the same though. She's in that, she's in two, she's in H2O and she's in Halloween Kills or Ends. Oh, so she died, they brought her back. She, she's in the yeah she's in kills because the, yeah it's the same that nurse is the same one yeah Halloween kills that's definitely a 10-9 then fucking knew it <laughs> I knew I'd read it somewhere um, but yeah there's not that many deaths in that one whereas in um, Halloween 2018 it's like quite the opposite whereas it takes a while to get to the first death but once you start killing that motherfucker doesn't stop like I think I was like tracking it when I was watching it um, because I noticed there was very little in H2 and I wanted to see just how many more there was and I think I got to the point where there was like 13 which nice. is double, like more than double because I think he obviously kills the two men in the like the gas station off camera then he kills the two podcasters he kills the Billy Elliot kid and his dad <laughs> so that's already what, six and he hasn't even got to Haddonfield yet you can assume he killed the bus driver as well. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Well, he did because yeah, he was laid out on the ground, wasn't he? Or oh, dead. Yeah. yeah. So that's seven. He kills his doctor, that's eight. Kills that woman in her house, that's nine. Then he kills the other woman with a hammer, ten. Um, Allison's friends makes twelve. 
that that but shit best friend makes 13. The two police officers outside make 15, actually. And then the dad makes 16. He kills 16 people. Unless I'm missing anyone, 16 is a big fucking number. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. 10 more. A lot. And the, and the deaths were better. Yeah. So, yeah, I, went, I mean, I went 10-9. Easy, easy, easy. Because... They had the he had the knife in the fucking throat, which is in the bottom of the mouth, which is always fucking good. Like hanging hanging the friend on the on the fence as well. Always always great when I see something like that. The 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 killing of the babysitter in the room was just absolutely fucking horrendous. The you didn't actually see. It, I don't think we saw it anyway. But like the the babysitter's boyfriend being pinned against the wall. I wish like, we did see it. Yeah, classic Halloween. That's that's obviously a reference to the first Halloween, and you see that he's got the the shitty tattoo. A night to remember. <laughs> Fucking dead, mate. Um, the stamping on the head of the doctor, brutal. The like you said earlier, that that scene where you can see the woman looking out the window, and you see him walk down the side of the alleyway, and then come back in, and then just a bang, dead kind of thing. Brilliant. Um, yeah, I mean. We kind of said it when we did the Michael, uh, the Michael category, but it just brute force. He's so blunt. He's just so. I'm not fucking about. You're gonna fucking die, kind of thing. Everything about it's fantastic. Um, no notes. No notes. Brilliant. Yeah, now, I agree. When they're killing the podcast and he fucking throws him into the wall, smashes him against that mirror, and then put like hits him, like throws him that hard against the door that the door collapses into the woman after already having put all of his teeth out. Oh. Yeah, and it's like um the guy's been that like beaten up. He just has to, he's like slumped in the corner just watching as Michael like just murders that woman, like he can't do anything. I wish we'd have seen the scene with Dave because obviously the last we see of me, he grabs that knife like, fuck this. And I like to see him at least try to put up a fight and get immediately murked because I always like when someone tries to take the fight to the killer and just gets fucked up. So it's a yeah. shame we didn't see that. But yeah, some of the kills are incredible. Like, I noticed he breaks quite a few necks in this one, which is different. The kid in the car, which I can't remember about the, the middle ones without Jamie Lee Curtis, but I feel like that might be the first time I've ever seen him kill an actual child. Like, he grabs oh. the kid from behind and breaks his fucking neck. It's grim. And his yeah. dad as well. You see the kid's dad like at the slump next to the bus and his neck's all distorted. Um, he's just he's so much more savage. And the dad outside, who is a dumb bastard, by the way, like just going outside and like going right up to the car when no one's answering him. Like, are you fucking not suspicious in the slightest? Well, that's a horror movie thing. You can't help but stand there going, Are you fucking stupid, mate? Yeah. He <laughs> yeah, he was that. dumb. Yeah, we're dumb. But those kills with the police officers as well, which again happens off screen, but when he opens the door and he's like, he's got that guy's head with the torch shining through, like, this version of Michael is fucking sick. That was good, though. Like, making yeah. his head look like a pumpkin was brilliant. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it goes without saying, I said 10-9 in favour of 2018 as well. But that death, I think the most satisfying is his doctor who... Is obsessed and tries to free him just to have his fucking head stomped in and it like it's like a pumpkin the way it just like caves in and it's all goo it's fucking grim as hell well don't take somebody's stuff you literally took his mask don't take yeah. somebody's stuff and then wait for yourself there's him right you should have let my guy shoot him let him finish him off but he didn't he bottled it and that's on him um because yeah. yeah i was gonna say that guy didn't die did he because he comes back after that the police officer 
Yeah, because I'm pretty sure he's the one that forms like a romance with Lorian. Yeah, he is, yeah. And... But for the sake of this film, he dies. Yeah, but yeah, it, it implies so. It implies so, but I guess he didn't. Um, yeah, he's in the hospital at the same time as Laurie. Before, yeah. you know, before evil ends tonight. Yeah, yeah. Less, less said about that film, the better. Although it is better than... It just got worse and worse. Like I thought that had set the bar so low, and then the next one just limboed right underneath it. It was fucking grim. Let's wait till Legacy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we both went 10-9 in favour of Halloween then. The deaths are just much more elaborate, much more creative. And he's not just using like the knife and stuff. He's like freaking killing me just about anything. There is a bit in H2O where he pulls a knife away from somebody he's stabbed and it doesn't even look like he's pulled it out of them. It just looks like they've poked it into his like chest a little bit and then just the knives just kind of come out. Like they, they should have cut it sooner. Like yeah. Edited it down just so it didn't. You could see the tip of the knife poking the uh, poking the the clothes that the person was wearing. I was like, oh fuck, you know. Was there we'll one... it though? It was quite funny that he used an ice skate on Joseph Gunlevitt, the hockey guy. Like he saw him with a stick and was like, "Now nah, fuck this, I'm going to take you out with one of your own things." Like quite ironic. But other than that, yeah, Halloween shits all over the kills. I think some of them are great. But you mentioned yeah. it then. We, oh no, we'll save the legacy to the end, actually. I was going to say legacy now, but we'll save that to the end. Let's save our unhinged rants until the end. Yeah. We'll move on now, then, to the setting. Because this was one that, at first, I didn't really think of. But as I was watching H2O, it really made sense. Because H2O is all confined in the spaces of this private school, which has been uh, emptied for, like, the weekend as most of the students have gone away. And it's just these maybe six or seven people left there and it's um an empty school with all these long holes the underground bit where john and his friends go and the grounds that surround it whereas and that's in california which i've mentioned earlier but then in 2018 it's obviously all back in haddonfield and it's set on a it's a proper halloween night like they're both set on halloween but there's not really too much that signals that in the california one because it's hard to display that sort of like autumn weather in California, whereas in Haddonfield, which I think is supposed to be in Illinois, it's you can tell it's Halloween. It's got the, the autumn season is clearly there. The kids are trick-or-treating and it just feels more like that time of year. Um so how did you score that? Because I think they both have very, very great like there's there's good things about both that I like. Um well same kind of feelings of scream like when we was again when we were talking about Scream Five I and Scream Four. I like going back to Woodsboro. There's just something about the original locale that just helps. So I went 10-9 in favour of Haddonfield because the score's good, but I don't feel like it was utilised as, as much as it should. Also, I think I said it on the last episode. Uh, well, no, it was not the last episode. It was the episode before that. Every If something's scary, it's got to have stacked a load of stacked chairs and the school had fucking hundreds of stacked chairs. So... There goes my, my my point has been proven. Um, but yeah, the school's an interesting one. I feel like if they did more with it, like it would have been great if the kids hadn't gone away and we had a massive school full of people that were trying to avoid Michael Myers. And I get why they didn't do it. So it was a bit more confined and a bit more focused on Laurie. But as a head teacher, a story would have made sense where as head teacher trying to protect people while still like trying to avoid and trying to save a son and all that kind of stuff. So I think it would have been better, but I just don't think that locale was used to its 
advantage and you don't really go anywhere else other than that cafe in a little bit of, in a little bit of town so it is very much thing whereas 2018 you don't know where michael is at any given moment um you've also got the i hit puberty again it was not my voice tonight um you've also got the the trap house at the end which just love the fact that they use the cabin in the woods is the place of the final the final battle um so yeah that's why i went had him feel because it just feels much more like he's a stalker because he could literally be anywhere and he was everywhere um you wouldn't have got great you got great scenes like the like we talked about the bit with the lights on the back garden and uh walking the bit where he goes through that house kills that woman walk through that other house turns up outside goes into the other house and you want to be able to have those scenes in in the school he just kind of there or is not there kind of thing it, yeah Obviously different because you said you haven't watched too many of them, but as someone that's watched every Halloween movie, I went with the school because it was different. Because I think Which that I entire franchise, you are sorry. I get that. I understand that. I'll accept yeah. it. I'll allow it. Yeah, because the entire that entire franchise is all in Haddonfield. The first one's in Haddonfield, and I think the ones with the Rob Zombie ones are back in Haddonfield. Um, the one with Paul Rudd is in Haddonfield. Like, there's so many where it's in Haddonfield where I, I like the twist. Like, I like Halloween 2 because it's all set in a hospital. It's a different twist. I like this one because it's in, in the school. It's something different. It's putting Michael outside his element and it's seeing how he adapts to that. I also love the thought of him finding out Laurie's... Because it's that nurse is in Haddonfield at the beginning where he shows him and kills her. And I love the thought that he's found out Laurie's in... California, and he's just gone straight across the fucking country because Haddonfield is supposed to be in Illinois, which is near Chicago. So he's gone from Chicago all the way to like LA, essentially. And I don't know how long that takes, but I imagine it's like days. That's where I had to stop off at the toilet. But it's like, I mean, it's a point that people keep making, but who the fuck taught this guy to drive? Oh, yeah. Now, how is he cross country in it in this car that he's just stolen? Like, it's fucking wild. Like, it's crazy, but I like that it's um, somewhere different this time. And yeah, I get that. I, I like. Obviously, I went from watching the first Halloween to then watching Halloween twenty eighteen, and then I watched H two O afterwards. So for me, it's like a continuity thing that I quite like. But I understand if you watched all of them, that yeah. being in Haddonfield again might not be as interesting. Yeah, I think it's if all the screen if every single scream took place in Woodsboro, it wouldn't be it wouldn't have felt as good going back to Woodsboro. No, I think that's the thing with Scream Four is it feels good going back to Woodsboro because it's the first time I've been there since the first one. I think if all of them had been there, then it gets to a certain point where you're like, yes, can we try this somewhere else? Sometimes it works. Um, sometimes it doesn't like Friday the thirteenth, leaving the cat the the like the camps in the forest like crystal lake and go to new york and jason takes manhattan not sure it works too well but uh i think it works here um so i went 10 down in favor of page two all top stuff two categories yeah. Left. yeah we've got two categories left this one we added very last minute but it's one i was thinking about um and to be fair you'll be able to score this one better than me because you've seen them all yeah so, and I only have hatred for two films. <laughs> the thing is, I've been thinking, I was thinking about this one when I watched them yesterday and I was, I was meaning to mention it. Um, so the next category we're doing is the best timeline, because like I said, when we were discussing the stories, 
I think from Halloween 1 up until Resurrection, it was all one timeline. And then once they brought out the new ones, it kind of retconned everything that came before it. Um, so H2O is set 20 years after the first one. And things, everything that came before it counts. So Laurie's Michael's sister, which they reveal in the second one, and she was adopted as a child after he murdered um, their older sister. She fakes her death after coming up against him twice, and then he's been like out on the loose numerous times trying to fuck, fight everyone, including her niece, I think she is, called Jamie, ironically. Um, but yeah, I think so. She, oh no, so obviously, I'm not saying so. She fakes her death, but then knows that her niece starts getting hunted, but doesn't come out of hiding. No, so I think that's what's that's what's hard to think because. Laurie did the first two. This is, we're going to get on a fucking right long winded talk. Go on, I'll wait. So Laurie did the first two and yeah. then she kind of left. And the third one was obviously nothing to do with Michael Myers. It was a completely different story, Season of the Witch. It, it was nothing, it wasn't even a slasher. And then when they brought it back for the fourth one, the return of Michael Myers, it was a little girl called Jamie who was apparently Laurie's niece or something like that, I think. And they said Laurie was dead. I think they planned to kill her off. And then years later, when she agreed to come back and do the uh, H2O, they were like, oh, no, she wasn't dead. She faked her death. So I think it was just more like rewriting that. I think originally she was supposed to be dead. Um, In that timeline, Paul Rudd plays young Tommy Doyle, like as a slightly older, like young adult. And he comes across Michael then. Um, And then she has her son, John, changes her name. And then eventually comes back up against him for the third time, 18 years later. Whereas in the new ones, they kind of just get rid of everything but the first. So after the first showdown, she doesn't he doesn't attack the hospital she's in. It they don't they get completely get rid of the narrative that she was his sister. Like that's gone. Um and she doesn't see him from that first one all the way through to this one. Like nothing in between happens. So all those characters that we see die over the years, apparently none of that happened. Because of that, I went with H2O because I'm not too sure I'm that bothered about like, the, the sibling narrative to it. But in the first one, obviously, Dr. Loomis is a very key part of Michael's like story. Yeah. And their dynamic is huge. And he comes back for the, the next like three or four. So you get to see their dynamic evolve over the years. Where, as in this, they try to tell you that that happened once and like that was it. Like the, he only ever had to deal with him in that sort of situation once and it was done. Like it rewrites everything that Donald Pleasance did, which I'm not sure I'm a big fan of. And it also gets rid of Josh Hartnett and replaces him with fucking Karen. I'm not having that. <laughs> no, that bit I'm not actually too bothered about. I think Karen's great. I think Karen is actually probably a better character than um, John. But I think. Also, kind of like in terms of the timeline. You you very conveniently stopped at the Halloween 2018, but like Halloween kills and Halloween ends also just doesn't do it. It drags Laurie's character too too much. It like drags on um, yeah. and kind of ruins her. Obviously, kills Karen if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's uh, the end of the next one. It tries to become. It tries to make it more about Allison, and even they kind of even mess that up, and even. Uh, Michael himself, like in the second one, you hardly even see him, and it becomes almost like a bit of a joke. Um, that and the film's fucking terrible. Uh, but, the third one, it gets even worse. And in the, yeah, and in the third one, it, it becomes even weirder. 
like and I get they want to try something different but it becomes like they kind of even hint in the third one it's something mystical about him that he can transfer like his psychos like psychoses into this other person it's just strange like in terms of if the timeline for this one was Halloween and then Halloween 1970 five? 78 78 and 2018 if that was the timeline I'd be a, I'd probably pick that but I can't ignore the sequels and even though I've not watched all the other ones I I already agree with what you say they've got all that history to it like I have never seen two but even having that line of he was my brother like it's all I need to know like I don't need to watch the film like it, it, it makes sense in a way that doesn't well, it doesn't really make sense what well, it's it's believable in these kind of horror movies and you just kind of get on with it you don't have to you're not bogged down with law but you understand everything she's been through just by using those photos at the beginning so yeah i went i went 10 9 to h2o as well even though i do i do if it, like i say if it was just the original in 2018 i'd probably go with that but i can't ignore the sequel so they ruined the timeline yeah uh, I will say I didn't because I didn't touch it on the Halloween H2O, but if we're counting that t- timeline, then it continues after that and Laurie dies. Um, Whoa. <laughs> she gets killed in Man, the beginning well. of Resurrection. What is she doing? The, what, what's the ending for Laurie and ends? Does she go to she go, they go to Tokyo or something, don't they? Japan or? I don't know. Laurie, I don't think Laurie does. Doesn't she end up on a she date goes- with that? The sheriff. Yeah. They always wanted to. They always wanted to go to Japan or something, and then that's what they end up doing or something like that. I, don't I know. can't remember. I blocked that film out of my mind the minute I fucking left this. I got. I got told recently to rewatch them both because they're not as bad as you make them out to be. And I went back and looked at my letterbox scores and reviews. I was like, Nah, I fucking can't be honest with that shit. I actually think how bad. I mean, we'll talk about this in a sec. I said because we've got Legacy coming up, but um. Yeah, we both went 10-9 in favour of Timeline then, uh, in favour of H2O, sorry. It's just, I think, there's a bit, there's a lot more history to it. It feels more earned when she comes up against him again. There's obviously the sibling stuff. There's the stuff with the hospital where they faced off again, and she's clearly been hiding from him for 20 years. I like that. Um, you also like the Josh Hartnett part. Yeah, that that kind of, kind of. Not wait till it. wait till a couple of years time when they really run out of ideas and then you've got the Halloween multiverse film where all the different incarnations of Michael Myers come, including Rob Zombies and I can't wait to do another one. They're like, Yeah, do you remember how Laurie faked her death? Well fucking Josh Hartnett did that after the finger, so he's back. <laughs> She's got two kids. Yeah, I believe it. They'd probably do it. I know, yeah. Um we'll move on then to the last category, which we've been I feel like we've been itching to get. Yeah, we've- you go. <laughs> a few times, and that's the legacy. How the legacy of both movies have shaped up. Um, this one's quite hard to really dissect, but it's it's interesting because I think both movies haven't aged that great because of what came afterwards, which is interesting. I, I would say that definitely is the case for 2018. I think H2O is aged badly because it's you can is clearly didn't have the budget at the time to do something they clearly worked on a budget and that's why it's not aged as well but oh the sequels to 2018 definitely ruined what people think of 2018 i think so i think it's interesting because h2o a lot of the lot of the narrative around it is it was it's kind of like a movie that was made in response to scream like there's there's more it's more hip and it's aimed at a younger audience than originally they were like bringing in people like 
Michelle Williams and Josh Hartner. Like it was definitely aimed at a younger audience and the LL Cool J stuff, it felt like it was more interested in being funny. Um to like cater towards like that generation which had grown hooked on the genre after Scream. And then it Resurrection came out and it was like one of the most reviled pieces of shit ever that no one liked. I'd fucking bust around in it for Christ's sake. It was just it was just going through rappers. Essentially, yeah. But after LL Cool J, there's no going back. And it was just I think because of that, it's not aged as great as I think it should have been, in my opinion, because I think it's a great movie. Um whereas I actually think the opposite of what you just said about Halloween 2018. I think it's aged better because the sequels were so shit. I think people look at that movie now and think, wow, that was actually really fucking good. Like, yeah. if you compare it to what came afterwards, that was as good as we could have asked for at the time. And because of that, I went 10-9 in favour of Halloween 2018 because it's hard for me because I'm not sure which I prefer, but I think the general audience looks at that one more fondly, especially with what came after it. Whereas... Halloween Hits Troy is a very 90s movie. There's absolutely no doubt. Whereas I think 2018 is kind of ageless. Like that could have come out at any time. And because of that, I think Hits Troy hasn't aged well. You what, sorry? It came out in 2018. Yeah, it did, but it couldn't. It could have come out in 2017. Whoa. I don't know. <laughs> very different time in 2017. It, well, I, I went 10 9 for H2O. And this is coming from obviously not a massive Halloween fan who's not watched all of them. But I. I think that I've not heard as many people talk about 2018 around this time of year. I've seen people talk about how shit the sequels are and how like it ruins like these these parts of me that like wish I hadn't seen ever watched them. I wish I'd listened to you when when you told me not to even fucking bother with uh, kills um, yeah, and. No, it was Kills and Lens. You told me not I think, to watch. Did you know watch Kills first? Pardon? I think you watched Kills before I did. Uh, maybe, maybe. I think but, you told me Kills was a waste of time, and then I watched it anyway. And I watched yeah. Ends and was like, it's even fucking worse. <laughs> I remember you telling me Ends was worse than Kills. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I hadn't watched Kills at that point. Um, no, you must have done, because you, you must have told me both were bad. Because I, I watched Kills on, like, Netflix or something. I yeah, watch I watched it. Kills long after it came out. Oh, it must, must have been then. It yeah. must have been why you're saying it. But I remember you watching Ends and saying, it's fucking worse. It's yeah. the worst time of my life. You fucking hated it. And then I remember going on Twitter and people being like, it's actually really smart and people aren't giving it a chance and people are shitting on it. And I was like, fuck, fuck Cal, I'm going to go watch it. I'm going to form my own opinion. And, like, 20 minutes in, I was like, ah. <laughs> Yeah, and it, that was it. It was almost instantaneous. Like I was, I was. It was almost instant. I was like, "Oh fuck!" I was bored. That was the yeah. worst part. But like, unfortunately, now I can't watch 2018, the ending 2018, which I absolutely love and could have been an ending without thinking. In two seconds, fire trucks are going to drive past you, and then they're going to go to the hospital, and they're going to chant in the hospital, uh, "Evil dies tonight," and then somebody's going to die for kill himself for no fucking reason, and because they think it's Michael Myers, and it's just. It ruined. It kind of does ruin the ending for me. As much as I love the film, and I do really, really love the film, um, like think you think to yourself, the next film, Laurie Strode is just going to be in a hospital bed pretty much all the way through the film, and it's just fucking. It just kind of ruins it. Whereas everybody I talk to about Halloween, or I see people talk about Halloween, or you talk to Halloween fans and you ask them about H two O, they will all 
almost immediately be like, yeah, this is one of my favourite ones. And there seems to be a love for it, which is kind of, I'm judging my score on this one based off what other people have told me. Everybody's like, I love H2O. You go on Letterboxd and it ranks really high and people seem to have these really like fun reviews of it. Whereas 2018, you have people talk about the sequels and stuff. Grace loves H2O. She absolutely adores it. So I'm not saying that because Grace likes it, I'm giving it the highest score. Fuck her. But been married for like three weeks and he's already under that. Yeah, yeah, fucked. <laughs> Do you know what? For that, <laughs> turn that. <laughs> now, now that, for that reason, everybody seems to have this love for H2O and like nobody ever talks about what came after. Whereas with 2018, you can't have that conversation without, but the fucking sequels ruined it kind of thing. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. I feel like everyone just kind of agreed to pretend resurrection never happened. Whereas <laughs> Halloween in 2018 was... Kills and Ends never happened. It was the, That's the issue, though, isn't it? It was, a, it was already announced before. It was this trilogy and they, they were all yeah. together. And it's like the decisions made progressively got worse throughout. Like the first one was so good. And then the second one was bad. But then the third one was just a fucking atrocious. And I obviously yeah. went to watch it. I think the first night it came out in IMAX and I went with some friends... And one of them said that she knew I was hating it because she kept hearing me sigh really loud. <laughs> I remember you telling me that. Yeah. yeah. So that says I think that's part of it as well. Like because 2018 is so good. My, I, I said to it with screaming at Conjuring and stuff. Like for me to really love a horror franchise, like it's quite rare. And I thought with 2018, I was about to like dive deep into this big horror franchise and have this series that I loved, and then had such great expectations going into kills and then just absolutely fucking ruined. And then not even, not just ruined with ends, like literally aptly named, it ended my like want to even care about Halloween anymore. I will say that if they made another Halloween tomorrow, I'd still go watch it on opening night. Yeah, probably I would as well. If they did did Michael Myers like uh, they did in 2018, making Brutal, and I'd probably still go. Yeah. I do want to watch the Rob Zombie one still. That's, I think, I can't really remember the Rob Zombie ones because I watched them when they first came out. So I was like 11, 12. And I remember them being similar to the 2018 version where he was quite a brute force. I might be wrong in saying that, but that's how I remember it being. Um, So I think it's quite Christmas. Yeah, that would be nice. Nice way to spend your festive season. (laughs) But yeah, that brings it to an end then. Another um, showdown done. The Halloween special done. Halloween H2O versus Halloween 2018 done. And we've got a very, very interesting score. Yeah, I was telling yours up as we went along. Because yeah, I forgot to uh, t- I forgot to total my scores up. I've got it all done here. I've become a professional. I'm doing it as we go now. Oh, you've become a professional on our, what would this be? 18th? Uh, well, 18th, class it is yeah. 18th. But, no, you know, someone, I saw, um, I can't remember if it's like a, like a journalist said it, or someone said it online. And it was like, it's just like this thing that's um, a notion that you never really hit your stride as a podcaster until you've done like 40 some episodes. So we've got plenty of growth to go. Oh, Don't worry about we? We've got loads to do. What would, we need to upgrade our cameras. We need to get better mics. Yeah. Yeah, we do. I need to stop saying um a lot. Yeah. And I stop saying like, and we need to dress up on Halloween and then Christmas. So when you get your Santa outfit and I get my Rudolph outfit. It's fucking out, man. Yeah, I, know, I know exactly what we're going to do. I've just had a fantastic idea. I'm going to it's too risky, it. though, because we watched that violent night last year when it came out in cinema with David Harbour playing like that violent, badass Santa. And Eleanor was kind of digging it. So 
the Santa costume might work wonders in this household. Let me tell you, it might be. Uh, I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to pay for that experience in your house. Save me paying for it. <laughs> but yeah, fantastic idea for a Christmas episode and what we're going to do. And I'm going to force you to do it. And I'm not your boss anymore, but I'm going to fucking force you to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing about it. You'll have to explain more. Um, but yeah, I've got the scores here. Go. What I want to quickly ask you: What do you think came out on top? What going in? What did you well, expect? Considering you just top? fucking giving out points just because Josh Hartnett's in a film, I would assume H2O. But I think talking about it. I've not been totting up as we've grown on, but I think 2018 has come on top of a lot more categories than than not. But I do think maybe it's H2A because you're just giving scores out for Josh Hartnett, and that's just not. Don't cool. sound bitter. Oh, bitter. Big Josh H. He deserves everything he gets. He's he's not the one that was erased from the timeline. I mean, oh yes, he was. Sorry. Yeah, but he didn't die. Fucking no, Karen died. That's just called no. Karen. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> So you went 96-94 in favour of 2018. Nice. I went 96-94 nice. in favour of H2O, which means we've got a bang oh, on tie. Yeah, yeah. no! A bang on tie. Wait, That's... let's do it. Let's do it. Let's pull a random... What's... Should we do music? <laughs> I mean, we could, but I know what would win for me, and that would be the H2O just for that fucking sandwich. You're such a fucking bitch. Mr. Sandman at the beginning, let's go. It doesn't even make what's what connections it got to Michael Myers, the Sandman song. It doesn't, it's just a nice song. <laughs> That's all I need. No, I gave fuck. fucking blue. I was gonna, I voted Blue Moon in favor of American World for London just because it's Blue Moon. No, fair enough. Well, I went to I have my musical taste and I stand by them. Okay, what, uh, what be, the best mask. Oh no, we know it's that. That goes in the Michael Myers category. I'll stick with a draw. I'll stick with a draw. So what yeah. basically what we're saying is, once again, we can't decide, so we've just stuck in the middle. That's it. It is interesting because I tallied mine up and it got to that last category and I wasn't sure where you are going to go with Legacy. And I thought Halloween was going to win narrowly because I had Halloween on that one. If you'd have gone in favour of Halloween for that last one, it would have won. And then you started talking about the sequels and I was like, oh, fuck, we've got a draw here. <laughs> we can't. Oh, you can't talk about 2018 without the seat. That's its legacy, unfortunately. I think it is interesting, though, because if you ask a lot of people their favourite Halloween movies, obviously number one will always come out on top, and then it's between H2O and this and 2018 for the second one. A lot of people have differing opinions, but usually one of them two is always second, and it doesn't matter which one it is. It's usually one or the other, so it's quite fitting that they're a tie, because I can't separate them, personally. I can't. Yeah. I think I like them just as much as each other. I... Prefer eighteen, but I really do like H two O. Especially watching it a second time, I do prefer. Like, do really, really like it. I will say, I I didn't watch the first the first ever Halloween until twenty eighteen came out, and I watched it at double bill. Really? Yeah. I bet that went quite quite well then. Because it was weird because it was like obviously some of it felt repeated, and but I automatically knew all of the references, which yeah. is good. Yeah, yeah, I suppose it helps in that sense because you remember them all from that point. But it was good. It was nice seeing like the old and the new, like close, like that close together. Yeah. Well, that's it then. That's another uh, showdown to an end. We've got a Halloween special ends with a Halloween movie's tie-in. Can't make that shit up, can you? Oh, what out. a pair of frauds. Cop out. And you only have to wait two more two days until you see us again. Yeah. And we've got some fucking banging movies coming up. So I watched. Fun. Believable oh, movies. Will we have announced? Will we have announced them? But yeah, I watched Heat last night for the very first time in my life. 
I thought I'd seen it before. I haven't. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. I like I said to you. I don't think you want to hear him, mate. Oh, don't say that. It's there. Look. <laughs> I will say it was nice finally because I've heard about the diner scene a lot my entire life. It was nice to finally watch it myself. Fucking masterpiece is all I'm saying. Oh, fuck you know. You're going to be biased on this one, aren't you? No, no, I like both a lot. I do like... That's why I said, because I only watched The Town, which I imagine you've announced by the time I said this. Otherwise, I'd just spoil it. But um, well, it depends what time we put this episode out, but yeah. True. Um, yeah, I watched The Town only recently for the first time, and it it, I, it was instantaneous that I realised the comparisons between the two, and that is as good a compliment as you can get, like being compared to Heat, I think. It's a brilliant movie, and I love both. And there's so many different ways we can rate the categories that they are so similar. And it's it's going to be a lot closer than you probably think for me. That's all I'll say. All I'll say is I liked Heat. Now yeah. I'm not going to give you any 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 more, Ooh. but I do think it would have been better with street racing cars. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we can fuck off and. Happy Halloween to all you motherfuckers out there. That we didn't and dress up or make an effort for. I don't even know if I've got anything halloween to put. It's I Halloween. That, the only thing I've shown is a Santa Claus, so... I don't know. Oh, this is my Santa Claus. My giant fucking Venom statue from Spider-Man 2. <laughs> fucking huge. Look at that. It's me. Fucking Christ, man. Is that from the new Spider-Man game? Yeah. Have you played it? Yeah. Any good? Brilliant. Is it? I haven't played it yet. I haven't even bought it yet. He stopped fucking about watching shit. Like and what? I don't watch shit. I watched the Blair Witch Boy. Project today. What's the last one you watched? Blair Witch Project. Yeah, fair enough. Later. Yeah. And the two before that were these Halloweens. I was last night because I wanted to watch Heat last night because I thought I'm going to have to try and cram Heat in and then cram the town in. At this point, we're just ranting. We could probably end the episode. But uh, I need to cram Heat in. But Grace didn't want to watch Heat. She wanted to watch because she'd been listening, like I said, in the car. She'd been listening to the Scream episode. She wanted to watch Scream four or five or six again. So we watched Scream five again. That I made that executive decision, and it's a fucking brilliant film. Really? That's what I had to say. But then I crammed. I was like so tired because I like watched Heat afterwards. For some reason, I thought Heat were like a two-hour film. No, nope. like three hours. Yeah, fucking hell. I could have taken six. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> six. Unreal. Can't wait. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. We'll talk more about that on the next episode, which I am really excited for. I don't think I've been this excited for an episode in a while, but I'm really looking forward to that one. So nice to know. It's nice to know you like a podcast. <laughs> you was excited for the scream episode. You literally talked about on the, the opening of the screen episode. How much you're excited for the scream episode? I was, but this is a different level. <laughs> wait till yeah, well, wait till we do a Star Wars episode because then I'm going to be on fucking bearable. Months. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we thanks for watching slash listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode and are having a wonderful Halloween. If you are watching on YouTube, feel free to like the video and subscribe to the channel. Uh, head over to the audio uh, platforms that we do this, the podcast on, which is Apple Music, Spotify, and Amazon Music, I think. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Um, and vice versa, if you are on one of those channels and would rather see our faces and see the lack of effort we made for Halloween, feel free to head over to the YouTube channel at the Cinematch Podcast. Our details are down below. You can find us and everything there. 
the NBA season's back and my team are good for the first time in about fucking 15 years. So I've started tweeting about basketball again. I'm like a glorious boy. I've been sat quietly sulking while I've been shit. And now that we're winning again, I'm like, oh yeah, look at me, guys. I'm a basketball fan. <laughs> um, I'm a bit of a fraud, but I've started tweeting about basketball again. Um, but yeah, it's all under there. So oh, follow us. Just follow us down there. Yeah. I can't be. I was trying to remember what my handles are. It's down here. It's always going to be down here, unless you're on Spotify. Unless you're on Spotify, which gives you an excuse to uh, come yeah, and watch the video right. to find out where you can find us. Yeah, you don't want to miss out on this. But yeah, we'll be back very shortly. It's two days from now. Double bill this week. What a fucking lucky set of bastards. Um, but yeah, we shall see you guys soon. And thanks for watching slash listening. Peace out. Josh Hartnett is a bitch. The fuck.